0: Hello, it's great to be with you today. I'm Chuck DeClean, I used to be at Sailerville, have been gone for a little while. I have two of my favorite people with me, Laurie Tashner and, and Dick Ober. And I've worked with them quite a bit at Sailorville. and actually this week it's my privilege to preach at Sailorville, and I'm looking forward to that. And the topic is gonna to deal with prayer from several different aspects. Um, but I thought I'd reflect on a few verses and then let you see the verse we're going to look at on Sunday and maybe whet your appetite a little bit for what we're going to talk about. But when we talk about prayer, one of the main outside of our Lord would be the Apostle Paul. I mean, he certainly was a man of prayer. If you go all the way back to the beginning, it talks about Paul as, or Saul, as he persecuted the church. And Ananias, remember, Ananias was sent to talk to Saul. And this is what the Lord said. There was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, here I am, Lord, he replied. Get up and go to the street called Straight. The Lord said to him, to the house of Judas, and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, since he is praying there. Now, if you remember the story, Saul was knocked off his horse, he was blinded, and then he was led by the hand to this house, and for three days, he didn't have anything to eat or drink, and he was there, and he was praying. Now, I have to think, if I were in Paul's or Saul's place, that I probably would have said, Lord, my vision, please. Am I gonna see again? I want to see. What is going on? A lot of things like that, I think, would have entered the mind of Saul as he prayed that day. And he did pray as a Pharisee. Now, when when I think of Saul, I, I sort of reflect that he probably was sort of self-focused in those early days as he prayed. So, What I'd like you to maybe just to reflect on is because by the time you get to the epistles, his prayer life, I'm guessing, is quite a bit different. So, Lori, let me just ask you, as you look back at your life, and prayer is a very important part of your life, is it not? Yes. Has your prayer life changed from the time when you were a young believer until where you're at now and and if so, what things have sort of changed in your prayer life?
1: I would say as as you mentioned, um, thinking about the majority of my time being spent on my own prayers for myself, um very self-centered prayers, um, and which which aren't aren't wrong, no, but but not first and foremost, certainly. Um today, I find myself praying for myself more toward the end of my prayers um, and definitely praying for others, Um, you know, just having burdens for others and thinking of where they're at, spiritually, physically, their needs and um, it's just everything has changed about my prayer, thankfully, Um, knowing that, um, you know, God has saved my life and now I'm here instead of in heaven to be used of God to the ministry of sharing the gospel and so i need to be about praying for others so that's the priority today
0: yeah well I, i appreciate you sharing that and dick i'm going to ask you a similar question along the same lines as you reflect on scripture when you think of the apostle paul and i do think he he prayed for himself here are there other places where he prayed for himself there's one place that you both know very well that I think he clearly did, and um, you remember in Second Corinthians when he had the thorn in the flesh, <coughs> and three, <coughs> excuse me, three times he asked the Lord to remove that. that. That again, and you're right. There's nothing wrong with praying for yourself, but think for a while. Are there any other places? And there's a lot of prayers that you find about the Apostle Paul. Are there other prayers where he prays for himself or are they really directed towards others?
2: Sort of I can think of one place where he prayed for open doors.
0: Ah, But that was still mainly directed for others. You know, and and we're going to get to that in just a little bit, Dick. But why don't you reflect on the same thing? I know your story well. I know you got saved early in life. And then you drifted and you would say you were really self-focused in your Christian life. But then God turned things around. So how has your prayer life changed from those days when you were self-focused? Tell us a little bit about that. Well when I was
2: self-focused is because I was self-focused. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't living for God, really. I mean, I always came to church and that type of thing. But back then, I didn't have a prayer life. You wanna know the truth? I didn't yeah. have a prayer life. Mm. And, if they, and if we were in a church setting, I'd hide behind the pew in front of me because I didn't want anybody picking on me to pray. I, I was totally scared of it. Yeah. And uh, so after God got a hold of me, I was probably very much like Lori, praying for myself, you know get your act together um, but then the more I studied scripture I saw you know there's not a lot of self-focused prayer and so oh, so who do I pray for so then it was get more and more towards other people other things and and I heard a lot of corporate prayer where there, people were praying for healing all the time or for a relative in there and there's nothing wrong with people that have medical issues yeah. we should pray for those Yeah, yeah. but that seemed to be always the focus and that bothered me Yeah, I didn't hear any praying for spiritual growth and that type of thing so that's, that was one thing that sort of got me more focused on um, my growth if I was going to pray for myself but then <clears throat> also Praying for other people.
0: Yeah, I, I would reflect as a young believer. It was very similar to me. I mean, when if you would to listen to my early prayers, it was all about the things that I needed. In my now some of them were spiritual. I wanted to grow, but it was was very much sort of a self focus. And and I would have to say, actually, one of the signs I think of spiritual maturity. to look at your prayer life and see if it's changed if it's moving in a direction that is not so self-focused and much more other focused which both of you touched on and i'm glad that you did because i think if we were to look at the life of the apostle paul it would be the very same thing as you move through the scriptures now Let me just read you the passage that we're actually going to touch on this Sunday. And I'm I'm excited to touch on this passage. I've learned a number of things. And this is right in the sense where you talk about future things, the, the Antichrist, all of that. And then Paul states this. He says this, in addition, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a lot of theology in that verse and we are gonna unpack that verse on Sunday. So I'm not gonna get too much into it, but I do Mm -hmm. wanna touch on something you said, Dick, because notice Paul did want open doors but as you stated he actually I don't I don't think I can think of a single occurrence where Paul prayed for himself to have the open doors but he wanted others to pray and there's a key here there's a, a, a real key element in in a person's prayer life When you think through this verse, here's a question as I think of this verse. Normally when you have um, a believer praying for another believer, oftentimes I used to think, well, it's probably the mature believer that's praying for the immature believer or the older praying for the younger. But actually in this verse, it reverses, doesn't it? Now you have the mature believer coming to these Thessalonians The younger believers, and he's asking them for prayer, which is very, very interesting as as you go through. And and this is a fascinating, very fascinating verse. But obviously, it looks to me that prayer is very much tied to evangelism. And um, probably outside of our Lord, there's no greater evangelist than the Apostle Paul. And yet... Um, he is very much tied to prayer and evangelism as we see here in this verse. So let let me start with Dick this time. As as you talk about praying for others, um, share a little bit maybe about your practice of prayer and who you pray for I'm just curious if it sort of lines up with some of the things we're looking at here. Well, I have a problem with redundancy. So <laughs> I
2: don't pray for the same thing every day. Okay. I break it up. Like on Monday, I pray for our church leadership. Mm. I also pray for the church itself, us as church members.
0: Now but when you say church leadership, do you mean you name every, every name individual every, one of them.
2: every pastor here? Yep. Okay. And um, Tuesdays, I'm concerned about my family. Most of my family are believers, but they are not all. And so I mention every one of my immediate family, siblings, their kids, um, my kids, and I have a son who's not a believer. Um, So I pray for family, basically. But I'm also incorporated in each one of these groups, I pray for their outreach, that they will come to know the joy of sharing the truth. Mm. Wednesdays is a, is a big variety day. I pray for our church plants. I pray for our, those pastors by name. I pray for those churches. Then I go to our evangelistic focus here that that will not die, that we will continue to have that zeal. Uh, Lynn and I are cell group leaders, so I pray for us in that capacity on that day and for our cell group and each member. Okay. And the same focus, that the, part of that is um, that they will um, be witnesses for Christ. Yeah. And and if there's special needs that we mention every week when we get together, we then I pray for those needs and different things. Thursday is my day of thanksgiving. Everything uh. I do on Thursday is thanksgiving to God for what he's done for me, um, how he's worked in my life, including discipline that I felt from the Lord. That's one of my favorite things to be thankful for. Yeah, And uh, Friday, I... Uh, also, I forgot, on Wednesday, I also pray for all our missionaries by name. Yeah. And then on uh, Friday, I pray for the lost. Mm. And all of them that I know, that I happen to be working with, or trying to reach, uh, everybody that I know you're talk, uh, talking to, that you're talking to, the rest of, the, John, uh, our evangelistic <coughs> team, and any that I know that need Christ, I pray for on Friday. Okay. And then Saturday's basically a catch all day, and, Sunday I just pray for an open heart as I go to church that not only will I be blessed but I'll be a blessing and that type of thing. Um, <clears throat> when do you pray, Dick? I get up in the morning at, uh, oh, it's somewhere between 5.30 and 6 o'clock, have my devotions, and then after that I pray. And then I spend some time meditating after I pray.
0: Very good, very good. Lori, do you pray? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your prayer form and and how it might be related and how you pray.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking back of a time when I was in a trial, and I remember it was a season where I couldn't, I could not go out calling, and I remember you encouraged me to pray for others, and so I just want to just. Thank you again for that. That was very encouraging in my life to remember that even if we cannot serve in the capacity which we think we should or we used to formerly, we can still serve by prayer. And that's been so important to me. It's
0: interesting because sometimes we don't think we're using our time wisely if we're Mm -hmm. just praying. Now, we should go out and witness as we have opportunity, but we don't value those Actual prayers going up to the throne of God, do we? Right. Yeah,
1: right. So I appreciate that and so that that just Helped me so much and then also just as dick does I pray each day for different ministries Uh, Depending upon the day. I also pray for different Bible studies that I have throughout the day Pray for different (coughs) visits that I'm going to be having Um, Different individuals throughout the church depending upon their schedules. So each day is different for me as well and um, One thing that is so important for me is to have people praying for me as well and I have asked several people if they would pray for me daily and they have and I I can't tell you, it humbles me to think that someone would take the time to pray for me every single day but I know that that is god's favor upon me as i go out and i talk to other people it is not in my own strength it's in his strength and so the prayer that comes from others is as important as my own prayer as i pray for others
0: yeah yeah and in fact even here you know the apostle paul is saying you know pray for us and he sought that in a number of different passages in colossians he did that in ephesians he did that so he sensed that importance as well now Let me just touch on one other thing here because as I look at us three, um, none of us actually have little kids in the house. Is it easier now to spend more time in prayer than it was when kids were running around? For sure. Yeah. And and I say that because, I, you know, Dick, you say, well, I have, and I now too, in the mornings, I just, meditate. I'm not rushed. I can pray and it's refreshing. And I have different times that I pray. I have a plate. Where do you pray? That, I was going to ask you that. Where do you pray? I have a little
2: office down in the basement where yeah. I go.
0: I have a beautiful office set up in my house right now that is just, I in and, and it's firm. And then, you know, one of those those kneeling Pad to use for gardening. I have that in the house too because I put that down and it, it, that was the best dollar investment I've ever bought. It's all it costs, but I know exactly where I'm going to go when I pray and it can be very, very refreshing. And I think, but it is easier, is it not? I mean, I'm not saying young families shouldn't pray, they need to pray, but I understand the more difficulty it is, you've got to pay attention to the people in your house and in your family as you pray. Um, but it is refreshing to have more time to do this, and, and we certainly want to do that. Um, you know, as we sort of bring this to a close, do you pray that God would raise up? I See, I consider you two as evangelists. Do you pray that God would raise up other evangelists?
2: Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're not the youngest people on the block. And we're you be have to say that, Dick. We're going to be gone one of these yeah, days. We we yeah, we are. Yeah, We are. carry on.
0: Yeah, and I remember when you were sick and we did not know if you were going to come through that. I said, God, I don't want you to take Lori because I want Lori to be able to share the word. And I'm glad that God raised you back up and, boy, God's given you a fruitful ministry since then, hasn't he? And, uh, but do you pray as well that God would raise up other evangelists?
1: I do. I do, and I am so grateful for the others like Dick that when I'm going to meet with someone, um, we have a team that's just waiting to pray. And we have a thread that we, we just post and we ask for prayer. Um, we meet every Monday, first of all. I meet um, with a couple from our staff here at Sailorville and pray with them every Monday and then... Once a month, we used to
0: and, do that too, didn't we?
1: <laughs> we did for a number of years, yes. I yeah. missed that,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and then also once a month, I meet with the evangelism team, Dick and I, and John, and several others. And then also once a month, because of your encouragement, you had told me that uh, I need to begin to pour into other women. So once a month, we gather together and we meet and we pray and we talk about the women that they're pouring into. And it is, it is just a blessing to my heart to see the, the fruit that's coming from their lives. Yeah. As, yes.
0: <laughs> I get excited when you tell me about People that as well. People that,
1: that you would know very well and, and how the Lord is bearing fruit in their life. It, it yeah. just overwhelms me.
0: Yeah, I, just this last well, last week or last couple of weeks, my son-in-law as well as been with me on Bible studies and uh, it's a joy to watch him work and I'm excited for his future as long as others as well. Well thank you too for sharing a little bit about your prayer life and I hope as those watched they gleaned some very practical things but how important it is. Without prayer evangelism doesn't go any place and actually we definitely need the prayers of the church. This week I'm going to touch on that because the Apostle Paul touches on that and this is a very powerful verse in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. So I do pray on Sunday that you would pay particular attention because this verse sort of explodes across other passages of Scripture. And it's exciting to see what took place because it's our desire that through Sailorville and the engaged Network that this too would be explosive. Even as we live in very difficult times, God's not done working and he certainly is going to emphasize this whole area of prayer as we go forward. So again... I hope you'll join on uh, Sunday. I hope this challenges you just a little bit in your prayer life and that God would raise you up. Some people can't even get out there, but wow, they could be supporting in prayer, opening doors and watching the word of God run, as it says, into other places. So may we all learn to pray, mature in our prayers, much like the Apostle Paul, and may God use us all for his glory.